Hi, and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today, I'm joined by two ladies, Natalie and Rachel, and they've set up a company called Breathe, Pray, Love, which they'll tell us a bit about later. But first of all, hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, now, uh, Rachel, shall we start with you? Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Annie and Natalie. My name's Rachel. I have been a registered nurse for, oh my gosh, 20, I think it's around about 28 years now. Right. However, a few years ago, I met met back up with Natalie. We used to go to school together. And oh, I can go off on a tangent, Annie, so hopefully this can be edited as well. <laughs> um, I've, <laughs> I've always been interested in complementary therapies and different ways of healing ourselves. And Natalie and I caught up and Natalie kindly brought me some cacao. And this took me in a direction where I was able to reduce my nursing hours and develop a business that combines, alongside Breathe, Pray, Love, a business that combines breath work, health and well-being coaching, um, Reiki. Yeah, so I've been I've been very much working on Breathe, Pray, Love. Thanks, Rachel. And, and Natalie, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. So um, I started in corporate. Um, I started... I mean, don't ask me how this happened because I always thought I was going to be an actress. But anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, you and I, me both. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up in IT sales. So it's the same thing. Um, and then from there, just because of sort of the way that my, my life kind of transpired, um, I actually set up a, a recruitment company, which was working with software vendors all over the world, but definitely being on a really kind of spiritual path, I'd say, from I think I was always interested in all that, but then around about 40, 41, um, really started looking at things like plant medicines, um, breath work. I had a, a couple of my first sessions in breath work. And then I think it was really as we hit COVID that I was I suddenly had loads of time, like everybody else, yeah. um, to just maybe look at, well, what, what, would I, what am I interested in? So that's when I trained in breath work. I came across ceremonial cacao which was a, an absolute game changer for me and then yeah there's just been a bit of a shift since then as far as kind of yeah moving in a in another direction both side by side at the minute but definitely kind of veering more towards the um holistic health and like women's workshop stuff as well oh fantastic now before we get into i'm fascinated to find out more about breathe pray love but before we get into that can i find out a little bit about both of your journeys so rachel maybe if you could tell us about you know how your menopause journey has been so far yeah sure so i think i probably started actually during covid when i wanted to paint myself blue and <laughs> explain <laughs> i was I, I was um it was, what was what was the the way that i described it in creative artistic expression i was filled with anger and rage and i was in london at the time and i thought oh i think i want to become carly and i'm going to paint myself blue and wander around london 
And so that was one of the first moments where I thought, wow, what is going on here? And I didn't do it, by the way. Oh, right. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> Might have popped up. And so, yeah, initially it was this, this, it was like a, a, a fire within my belly. Now I've always been quite, you know, I would say I'm quite a, a strong person, very confident at times, not always, but this was on a different level. This was yeah. kind of no compromise, um, rage. You know, I threw the bin across the kitchen one time. <laughs> and I was like, what is, you know, this is really intense. Yeah. And and then also on the flip side, I would be in absolute tears. Um, and again, I've always been a little bit, you know, quite emotionally labile, but this was on a, yeah, this was completely different. And thankfully, I'd already started to read around the perimenopause and I started to read quite a lot more because obviously realising that this can happen 10 years prior, I thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to go through the next few years? I'd recently um, started a new relationship um, and I noticed that it was starting to have an impact there. Um, so, yeah, for me, initially it was mood and then the body changes started to come in. So that that's where that was my, the beginning of my journey. Right. OK. And, and, and you, Natalie? Yeah, so I think for me it was very, very confusing for a while because there was there was no biological changes. Um, everything was going along as normal, but what was really shifting for me was on a cognitive level. So yeah. um, I noticed that I was struggling to string a sentence together. I just couldn't articulate at all. And being in corporate and being on a lot of Zoom calls, and again, you know, being in COVID, for example, um, I started to experience quite a lot of social anxiety. I definitely don't put it down to the whole COVID thing um, because actually I, I, I wasn't in a lot of fear around it at all. Um, but what I did, I mean, it was definitely, be, it was coming in before then. I would say it was coming in a couple of years before, but it was very confusing because I, I started to kind of, I guess, I felt like I was losing my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so the, the, the confidence levels were low. Um, I would say I was kind of having these brain zaps as well, where it was almost like my brain was covered in co- cotton wool. Um, and I, I, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't work out what I was doing or sometimes even how to do it. So, um, I remember being in the Trafford center one of the days and it was literally like I'd been plonked there from out, out of space. Um, and I didn't know how I'd got there, where my car was. It, it didn't last for long, but you know those those ten twenty seconds of like absolute confusion. I'd convinced myself that you know I, was, I probably had dementia or Alzheimer's yeah. or something, and it was the fear around it because at the time, I mean, luckily now there's a lot out there with Davina and lots and lots of talk about perimenopause. In my mind, I just thought, well menopause is starts probably in your 50s and you know you won't get a period for a while and then you'll have I mean I had I had no clue that all of this stuff was coming from the lack of estrogen in the brain yeah um, I think that's fa- fear, fear total fear yeah it's fascinating isn't it because I think all of us have gone through that and we all thought we'd go through it in our 50s and mm. it would be you'd, you'd have less periods you'd probably you know the headline symptoms are not these ones. And it's when they happen, you say, oh, God, there's something seriously wrong with me. And that is really, really scary. Yeah. And yeah. also, like, um, I think, I, I don't know whether 
it's like a chicken and egg situation. So, you know, you start thinking that you're losing your mind and but kind of like self-worth, um, hopelessness, definitely feelings of hopelessness. Like there would, I would definitely say without trying to be dramatic, I thought my life was over. I was like, where have I gone? You know, like I didn't, I didn't actually see a way of coming back from it. Um, so there's kind of almost this trying to accept that this was going to be it now forever. Mm, um, so that was, yeah, that was, was pretty tough. And luckily it didn't, didn't stay around for too long once I, once I understood what was going on, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Once you find that, once you find out what it is, then you can mm. deal with it, can't you? Yeah. And, and what did you both do, Rachel? What, what did you do once you realized what it was? Yeah. So I, I definitely, I think take, drinking the ceremonial cacao on a daily basis as, as well, as well as doing breath work really helped me navigate my emotions to a degree you know and a lot more self-awareness of what my triggers were mm. I did really resist um HRT I think just from a personal point of view but I did end up I get I kind of gave myself you know so many months and if I carried on this way after so many months it was like right okay I'm gonna go and chat with the GP and spoke to friends as well they were really they were a really good support including Natalie very much However, so I did try HRT. However, it gave me really bad migraines for me mm. personally. And I think psychologically, I, I wasn't accepting of, of the HRT, but that's no judgment on anybody else, can I just say? Because for me, it's whatever works for you. And if it works for you, then you go with it. Um, and then, but actually, I've ended up going with an antidepressant and it's working fantastically because after the mood changes my anxiety levels really started to overwhelm me and were having an impact in my work working life and my relationship and um, to the point that it was almost crippling so mm -hmm. the antidepressant which I've been taking for I think two months now and it's not something that I want to stay on however for now it's working wonderfully and I'm very, very grateful to the doctor that I spoke to. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's a, a message, isn't it? That's important. It's that it's whatever works for each individual person, and each individual person, different things will work. And it's finding out what does work for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and Natalie, what did what did you find worked so, for you? Yeah, so so I mean, as much as it initially it was like, oh my God, when I found out it was, you know, perimenopause or whatever. There's that idea of a, a bit of relief because I knew I could do something about it. But pro I also am very grateful to the process because this was how I found the breath work. It's how I found the cacao. Um, because obviously you, you're searching, you're searching for ways to alleviate this, you know, pain. Mm. Um, so, so when I found the breath work, that was an absolute game changer for me because I, I'd always been quite a suppressor. Um, and, when, once I actually started practicing the breath work, it allowed, it was almost like it opened up something in me and I suddenly began to release stuff that I'd probably been holding for a very long time, but without yeah. being attached to the story around it. So, and I think that's really important. I think with a lot of these perimenopause, menopause symptoms, there's stuff coming up to be looked at, but there's also an attachment sometimes to the story. So if we can actually just release the emotion without kind of it being about something external then that's that's massively helpful yeah um the cacao i can't remember which came first now the breath work or the cacao but um 
when I started with the cacao, I did a 21 day challenge with a lady called Rebecca Shaman. And I remember at the time thinking, surely, like you can get cacao in Holland and Barrett, surely it can't really do that much. Come on. But I thought, you know what? I'll give anything a try. Um, and I couldn't believe what it did for my mood because I, the first symptoms I was getting was like a morning dread. It was like it would, it would, it would dissipate over the day. But the getting out of bed in the morning initially um, was really, really difficult for me because I just had these really low vibrational feelings in my solar plexus of like, oh God, like I don't, I don't want to face the day. Mm. And when I started with the cacao, I mean, it's not, I, I wouldn't say you have a, a, a cup of cacao and you go, oh, look, I'm great. <laughs> um, but I, but over time, because of the release of, the, of, of what it does well, t- to you, boosting your serotonin and your dopamine, I just suddenly started to feel better. And I would say definitely within those first two weeks, I was like, wow, I'm feeling more connected to myself, like I'm more chilled. And in the end, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning and have a cow because I knew that I would, even if I woke up feeling absolutely dire, <laughs> I yeah. knew that as soon as I made my brew, um, I would feel better. And there was also um, quite a bit of, it was almost like a ritual around it as well. I would sit with my cacao, I would meditate, I would journal um, and sort of making that time and putting that time on one side um, for self-care was huge. Um so, so that that was amazing. I did once I actually knew um what was going on, I think I missed a couple of periods and it was my mum that said, You really need to go and, and get your hormone levels checked. And part of me was like, No, it can't be that. I'm too young. <laughs> and you know, like this stigma around it. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly I do not care at all now, but there was definitely um you know, a period of time where I was like, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm going through perimenopause. <laughs> I'm too, you know, it's like this idea that I'm getting old. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I actually realized, and I did spend a little bit of time kind of liberating on, you know, do I, do I go on HRT? Do I not go on HRT? And I thought, do you know what? I'll give it a try because by this point, I think as much as the cacao was helpful, I needed some, some additional help, um, particularly with the brain fog. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just remember the, the day that I got the Easter gel and honestly, it was literally like that same day the fog lifted and I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm back. I am literally back. Uh, it was that quick. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the doctor will say, well, you know, you can just put two pumps on or four. I was like, you know, let's go straight in for the four. <laughs> Slather me in it. What took me by surprise was when the, the progesterone was introduced. Um, those first few months, it was like, yeah, I, I, it made me quite, um, I would say as, as the levels were balancing out, I was definitely tipping over the edge quite a bit emotionally on the days that I was having the progesterone, especially the first few days. Um, and to the point where I thought, oh my God, as if I found the solution on one side, but now the progesterone's coming in and it's making me feel absolutely nuts. I don't know if you've seen Michael Douglas in falling down when he can't get his Michael uh, his, um, his McDonald's breakfast on time, but it was a little bit like that. Um, oh, interesting. So, but I stuck with it. 
because I just thought, you know, quite a few people have said, you know, just stick with it for three months and and see how you go. And after that, it just totally leveled off and I don't get any of that now. But initially I did think I can't continue with this because the days on the progesterone, particularly the first week, uh, were particularly tough. Well, what did they make you feel? Was it sad or...? And uh, overwhelmed. Um, I remember my daughter's 17th birthday and, and we'd bought her a car and it was just as I'd gone on, just as I'd started on the HRT and the progesterone. And it must have been as I was introducing the progesterone and I could not cope. It was like um, my ex-husband and his and his new wife had arrived and everything with them is absolutely fine. But it was like the level of overwhelm and then the inability to hide how I was feeling was then exacerbating the whole thing because I was like, I am, I feel out of control and I can't even hide it. Yeah. So there was their level of judgment on, I am absolutely losing, <laughs> losing it stress wise. And they're here. And I'm like, yeah, it was really, and then afterwards I was just like, oh my God, I've just like, come on, get a grip. But I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Oh, yeah, so it was while everything was balancing. Day. Yeah, it yeah. was not a fun day at all. And oh. I think I think when they left, my mum was like, I, I don't want to leave you. I was like, I don't want you to leave. Me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was all it was all good after a while. It's it just I think those overwhelming emotions, um, you just you're just like, oh my God, everything it is the end of the world. And it's really hard to sit back and go, okay, it's all right, it's just an emotion. You'll come through the other out the other side because in, in the moment it, it can be really yeah. really intense. Yeah, I think that's important to to highlight though, isn't it? Because you do have some really dark moments as you're going through, yeah. but they will pass and you'll find a way through it. And it's mm. then finding whatever it is that works. Mm. But golly, they were very interesting journeys, ladies. And and is that how um, breathe, pray, love was developed? Did you two get together? Um, because you, you knew each other and then you found this, um, you found the, the business and then the cacao. Do you, do you want to tell us a bit about that journey? Yeah, sure. It was, um, it was, it was perfect timing, really. I have mm. to say we, I'd moved back from London to Rochdale and I'd put something on social media about, you know, my love for breath work. And at the time I was thinking about training and Natalie replied and said, oh I've just finished my training shall I come round and we'll have a discussion because obviously we're in the height of COVID and I think we both felt that potentially we could assist people through or guide people through you know with this wonderful um, active meditation technique and Natalie turned up and she brought me a gift of ceremonial cacao and I this was before the, the antidepressants were only recently. And as Natalie was saying, for me, the cacao initially, were, it was perfect for those first couple of years. And it still now is, but in a different way. Mm. And um, so Natalie said, yeah, you know, just have maybe 20 grams. Well, I went straight in at 25 grams. And uh, <laughs> within four days, I was kind of, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, Natalie. You know, this is this is exactly what I've been looking for all my life. And and between us, we we continued chatting about the breath work. Oh, I've lost Rachel now. What happened? Oh, sorry. Hello. Oh, I lost you there. Yeah, you're oh. back. Oh, it's probably yeah. me moving around. I can um, hear you. Yeah, I can hear you now. So uh, you were saying it was amazing, and then 
Yeah, yeah. And we, we were having discussions around starting breathwork classes, but it became really apparent that the ceremonial cacao was as important and we had this real sense of um, we really wanted to share it with others. So then we started to discuss whether, you know, whether we could maybe source a ceremonial cacao and bring that into the Breathe, Pray, Love business. And that kind of started to override the breath work. Would you agree, Natalie? Yeah, I think I think what we actually found was how well the cacao worked with the breath work. Yeah. Um, so we so we were like, oh, I think we've found, what did we call it? Cacao breath or something? I can't remember, but yes, yeah, cacao breath. Yeah. But we were like, oh my god, if you have a if you have a cacao and then you do a breath work, it's almost like it it allows a bit more of an opening for you to just really relax into the releasing of the of the breath uh, of of the emotion during the breath work. Mm. So that was kind of an accidental find. Um, and then similarly, and this is this is how I just love the way the universe works. Mm. I think that's when we realised actually. All this has been brilliant for our perimenopause journey. And there's no doubt how much it's actually helped us. And we do recognize that at some point you might want to go on HRT. At some point you might want antidepressants. However, there is a window where you might not be ready for HRT. You might want to try other things. Some people can't have HRT. Yeah. You know, some people just don't want to go down that route at all mm. or touch pharmaceuticals in any way. Um, so it's just, it's just an alternative. And I think we didn't really put two and two together with the sort of the perimenopause thing until we really realized that we were going through it together because actually we've got lots of customers who are just using ceremonial cacao, um, for, uh, depression or just to help with you know dealing with family life I've got quite a few um ladies that and friends that use it and just say oh my god even the school runs easier yeah so it's not it's not actually just for you know helping people you know with um with symptoms of, of perimenopause and mood and anxiety and stuff but it, it can be used much wider than that but we've just realized actually there is a really nice place for it in this journey for us women as we awaken yeah. to the next stage of our life. Right. And there's a, there's a real positive effect on, on the physical body as well with the ceremonial cacao and the breath work, you know, whether you're peri or postmenopausal, you know, you're increasing the blood flow into the brain. And one lady kindly wrote a piece on, on you know, the, the physical benefits of ceremonial cacao and like Natalie was saying, it's it's really lovely for for whatever gender you are. Um, but the yeah, recently we developed the perimenopause circles to bring in the breathwork and the cacao and that beautiful sharing moment. And it was it was really lovely because there was one lady last week who, when I was you know we all chatted about our different symptoms, and when I mentioned what I'd been. Um, what I'd been experiencing, she she said, ah, uh, she said, with you saying that, that kind of confirms that I'm probably perimenopausal. So that was really, really lovely. Yeah. Mm. And, and and what is um, ceremony, ceremonial cacao? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, so ceremonial cacao is actually a plant medicine. Um, it is the purest form of chocolate, mm. and um, we actually bring it bring it over from Peru. Um, through the Ashaninka tribe who harvests it. And it's all done very ethically. 
Um, historically, the Mayans um, and who else was it, Rachel? The Mayans, the, the, the Mesoamericans, yeah, way yeah. before America, you know, was divided. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, so they would trade. They would treat it like it was gold. It was like their champagne. They would use it in ceremony, um, and it's classed as a heart opener. So, as well as wow. it having really good benefits on the body from a heart perspective, cardiovascular perspective. From a spiritual perspective, it's classed as an opener. So Mm. I think this is why it was really good in the sharing circle because people were just much more open to be vulnerable, to be honest, to just be, to just expose like what's been going on in their life, in, in them, in their thoughts. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely kind of something that seems to bring people together. So yeah, it's the purest form of chocolate. It's in its purest form. I mean, I think you can, you know, if you look online at dark chocolate um, and its effects, you know, even for for perimenopause, menopause, it will it will talk about it. But obviously, this is next level, purest form, ceremonial grade, um, which yeah, you you not you don't get better than that. And you drink it, or you can eat yes. it. You can make you make a ideally you make a, a hot chocolate. So as Natalie was saying, it's 100% pure chocolate, minimally processed. They keep the good fats in, which is really good for our bodies. Chop, you know, we, we tend to chop up however many grams you're having, make, set an intention for your day. Ideally, use plant-based milk if you're going to use milk. Um, and it's lovely. It's a lovely way to start the day. Some wow. people are in the evening as well. Yeah. So chocolate, that's good for you. Yeah, yeah. It, wow. it, it's very bitter. I mean, some people really like it just as it is. Mm. Um, I personally really sweeten it <laughs> because it's very bitter, but I love it. And I think as well, if you've got coffee drinkers, you know, the idea of maybe switching from coffee to a cacao in the morning, you know, some people are very resistant to that. Like, God, I need, I need my coffee. I need that, that kick up in the morning. Yeah. Um, but actually, cacao will do the same thing, but it just won't have the same effect on your nervous system, which obviously for women going through perimenopause and menopause yeah. is absolutely golden because you don't get the ups and downs like coffee where you're chasing it. You literally will just have one in the morning. You, if you want, if you drink brews usually during the day, I'd say go go decaf. Um, but really that one cacao is enough to take you through the day on a very gentle feeling um and you know and enhance enhance your day definitely reduces a lot of fatty uh, fatigue i um I, I used to nap loads in the afternoon and i don't um with the cacao it would appear so yeah it's Brilliant. just uh, it's, it's just a, a, an alternative to as well trying to find ways to stay awake yeah and and, and do you run classes at um breathe pray love or i know you said these circles or do you run classes regular classes we um we both individually we started journeys doing breathwork classes individually and we have we've run cacao circles with breathwork together Mm. and then more recently we've started with the um perimenopause circles the the last week's was our first um however i'm quite sure there'll be more coming up and in and in an ideal world and we were talking about this recently but we'd love to take this into corporate because i think obviously there's a lot more now around 
you know, companies trying to support their women of, of, you know, 30 plus through these potential symptoms, which means that they can lose, they can lose the staff. Yeah. It's um, happening sadly. Yeah, it really is. So there's, there's a lot more now in corporate where they're like, they're definitely trying to support women through this. So it'd be lovely to, you know, get involved with, with more of that and come in and do circles yeah incorporate if possible brilliant and, and how can people get hold of you have you got a website and uh... we, do, we do yeah we have we have a lovely website it's um www.breathe which is breath with the e pray p-r-a-y love l-o-v-e dot com no sorry dot no. Co. uk and there's no you know there's no religious attachments organized religious attachments it's kind of came off the back of eat pray love but we changed it to breathe pray love lovely love that yeah and then, yeah. We're, and then we're on we're on instagram and facebook as well under breathe pray love cacao yeah cacao is spelled c-a-c-a-o um yeah and we've got we've got some really lovely visuals on there and also videos on how we make it some of the things some of the benefits and, and stuff like that so and obviously we're doing more and more podcasts wonderful brilliant so i'll put um your your um website address on the podcast details so that will be on there um, so everyone you. will be able to find you but i'll oh, thank you so much ladies that was actually wonderful and very enlightening i have to say Thank you. you. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Good. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Bye. I really enjoyed speaking to Natalie and Rachel, and found that a very uplifting conversation. If you'd like to be on Menopause Buddies, please email me on Annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk.